within the precincts of over 3,814 distinct cultures having been described by anthropologists, there is currency, a system of money in general use in a particular country by global citizens who have long used currency as a means of exchange, a method of payment, a standard of value, a store of wealth, and a unit of account. Hence, according to World Atlas, basic economic activities like buying and selling, otherwise known as trade or commerce, dates back thousands of years. However, in ancient times, there was no common medium of exchange like currencies. Goods and services were exchanged through the barter trade. But this type of trade could not be sustained and led to several losses, especially for those who exchanged more valuable items for less ones. Hence, there was a need for a universally accepted buying and selling means. Around 600 BC, the first century, the Mesopotamian shekel appeared in Lydia, present-day Turkey. In light of this statement, I have underscored the fact that although race, ethnicity, class, religion, and gender are anything but neutral, concepts. Yet, each is socially, historically, and culturally embedded in a wide array of patterned behaviors, beliefs, and attitudes that give these concepts their meanings. is relevant to whether there is currency in Culture Volume 1, ISBN 978-976-9676-1. Notably, the context of this intellectual discourse has created an ideal environment for me to frame the posited question, Is there currency in culture? Volume 1, ISBN 978-976-9676817, which will be captured in 22 chapters in publication 237 and verbalize in podcast 126. Although I am not an anthropologist, but engage in methodical study of the origin, the behavior, and the physical, social, and cultural development of humans as an author, cinematographer, media arts specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster, and publisher, I must confess that in the scheme of things, it's because of my reason reasoned whether there is currency in culture or not, the way in which I comported myself, I became very fascinated at the skills of anthropologists and their discoveries of ancient currency and how money evolved in human civilization. Importantly, I too am intrigued at what archaeologists on earth, interpretations, and the way of life of global citizens, for example, trade and interaction 
between distant and remote global citizens. Given the specifics and logistics of this conversation, which is contingent on determining how ancient currency and money evolve in human civilization, was very critical in this dialogue. This new evidence lends plausibility to the aforesaid theory that currency is a way of life as it allows global citizens to trade goods and services indirectly. It helps communicate the price of goods. Prices written in dollar and cents correspond to a numerical amount in your possession, that is, in your pocket, purse, or wallet, and it provides individuals with a way to store their wealth in the long term. In addition, this way of life as a group of people have behaviors, beliefs, values, and symbols that we accept generally without thinking about them, consciously and or unconsciously pass along the same by communication and imitation from one generation to the next. To put it in a few words, currency creates an environment for cultures and by extension global citizens to interact with each other. Through another lens, in almost every country trades with other countries either within the regions or overseas. Some countries trade more than others. In most cases, barter trade is not practical, so money is used in such circumstances. However, countries have different types of currencies or money with different units of account. Therefore, they cannot buy goods from another country using the local currencies. The most common solution to this problem is currency exchange. Currency is important to a country because of the exchange rate. Nations use their foreign currency reserves to fix exchange rates to become competitive in the export market, improve investor confidence, and remain liquid during a crisis. Currency reserves are also required to offset external debts and fund diverse sectors of the economy. It should be noted that scientists have tracked exchange and trade through the archaeological record starting in Upper Philotic when groups of hunters traded for the best flint weapons and other tools validates this conversation. First, people bartered, making direct deals between two parties of desirable objects. Money came a bit later. Its form has evolved over the millennia, from natural objects to coins to paper to digital versions. Money came a bit later. Its form has evolved over the millennia from natural objects to coins to paper to digital versions. But whatever the format, human beings have long used currency as a means of exchange, a method of payment, a standard of value, a store of wealth, and a unit of account. It should also be noted that values are not static they vary across time and between groups as people evaluate, debate, and change collective societal beliefs. Values also vary from culture to culture, a case in point. According to Rianca Dorsilville, viewing money through the lens of culture is a relatively new concept. However, historically, the financial service world has focused on money as a fairly one-size-fits-all conversation. 
While intentions have always been good, financial advisors and the personal finance community as a whole are now becoming more intentional in acknowledging the way that culture impacts finances. In addition, your money story is the narrative you tell yourself about your finances. To make empowered financial decisions, you have to understand your money story. To do that, you have to know how different cultural influences have impacted your view of money and how you use it in your life. Therefore, simply put, depending on the geographical cultural space and or the jurisdiction that we global citizens occupy, the social construct currency can be interpreted differently and yet mean the same thing. For instance, the truth is every aspect of our finances is directly impacted by our identity and culture. If cultural background is ignored, you're less likely to step into making positive and impactful financial decisions for your life. Every culture has different ways of viewing personal finances. Even within one culture, you might find that there are different ways that money is discussed or used. That said, this line of reasoning activates my intellect to apply my macro lens to analyze the specifics as to why classify currencies into three monetary systems. It is noted that a currency in the most specific sense is money in any form when in use or circulation as a medium of exchange, especially circulating banknotes and coins. A more general definition is that a currency is a system of money, monetary units, in common use, especially for people in a nation. Under this definition, US dollars, euros, Indian rupee, Japanese yen, and pounds sterling are examples of currencies. Currencies may act as stores of value and be traded between nations in foreign exchange markets, which determine the relative values of the different currencies. Currencies, in this sense, are defined by governments, and each type has limited boundaries of acceptance. Other definitions of the term currency appear in the respective synonymous articles, banknote, coin, and money. One can classify currencies into three monetary systems, fiat money, commodity money, and representative money. Depending on what guarantees a currency's value, the economy at large versus the government's physical metal reserves. Some currencies function as legal tender in certain political jurisdictions. Others simply get traded for their economic value. Digital currency has arisen with the popularity of computers and the internet. Whether digital notes and coins will be successfully developed remains dubious. Decentralized digital currencies, such as cryptocurrencies, are not legal currency. Strictly speaking, since they are not issued by a government monetary authority, although one of them, Bitcoin, has become legal tender in El Salvador. In 2014, 
The United States IRS issued a statement explaining that virtual currency is treated as property for federal income tax purposes and providing examples of how long-standing tax principles applicable to transactions involving property apply to virtual currency. Succinctly put, there are three types of money and each is valuable. Money comes in three forms, commodity money, fiat money, and fiduciary money. Commodity money derives its value from the commodity of which it is made, while fiat money has value only by the order of the government. Money functions as a medium of exchange, a unit of account, and a store of value. It is reported that some currencies function as legal tender in certain political jurisdictions. Others simply get traded for their economic value. It should also be noted, according to isaacsamportal.com, the legal tender money is of two types. Limited legal tender money. This is a form of money which can be paid in discharge of a debt up to a certain limit and beyond this limit, a person may refuse to accept the payment and no legal action can be taken against them. Coins are limited legal tender in India and the recognition or cancellation of the legal tender status is important because paper money derives all of its value from the government's recognition of it. Also, for a piece of paper to function as a medium or exchange and store of value it needs to enjoy unquestioning acceptance from the public. This can only be ensured by declaring such paper currency notes as legal tender. Through a fiat with the RBI or the center promising to pay the bearer an equivalent sum if the currency note is presented to them. Originally, money was a form of receipt representing grain stored in temple granaries in Sumer in ancient Mesopotamia and in ancient Egypt. In this first stage of currency, metals were used as symbols to represent value stored in the form of commodities. This formed the basis of trade in the Fertile Crescent for over 1,500 years. It is thought that the increase in piracy and raiding associated with the Bronze Age collapse, possibly produced by the peoples of the sea, brought the trading system of oxide ingots to an end. It was only the recovery of the Phoenician trade in the 10th and 9th centuries BC that led to a return to prosperity and the appearance of rail coinage, possibly first in Anatolia with Corsus of Lydia and subsequently with the Greeks and Persians. In Africa, many forms of value store have been used, including ingots, ivory, various forms of weapons, livestock, the Manila currency, and okra and other earth oxides. The Manila rings of West Africa were worn of the currencies used from the 15th century onwards to sell slaves. African currency is still notable for its variety and in many places various forms of barter still apply. According to Wikipedia, 
its purported factors led to the metal itself being the store of value. First silver, then both silver and gold, and at one point also bronze. Now we have copper coins and other non-precious metals as coins. Metals were mined, weighed, and stamped into coins. This was to assure the individual accepted the coin that he was getting a certain known weight of precious metal. Coins could be counterfeited, but the existence of standard coins also created a new unit of account, which helped led to the banking. Archimedes' principle provided the next link. Coins could now be easily tested for the fine weight of the metal, and thus the value of a coin could be determined even if it had been shaved, debased, or otherwise tampered with. Further, on this timeline, in pre-modern China, the need for credit and for a medium of exchange that was less physically cumbersome than large numbers of copper coins led to the introduction of a paper money, that is, bank notes. Their introduction was a gradual process that lasted from the late Tang Dynasty 618 to 907 into the Song Dynasty 960 to 1279. At around the same time in the medieval Islamic world, a vigorous monetary economy was created during the 7th to the 12th centuries on the basis of the expanding levels of circulation of a stable, high-value currency, the dinar. Innovations introduced by Muslim economists, traders, and merchants include the earliest uses of credit, checks, promissory notes, savings accounts, transaction accounts, loaning, trusts, exchange rates, the transfer of credit and debt, and banking institutions for loans and deposits. We should be cognizant of the fact that there are differences between people within any given nation or culture is much greater than differences between groups. For example, education, social standing, religion, personality, belief, structure, past experience, affection shown in the home, and a myriad of other factors will affect human behavior and culture. Therefore, it should be noted that in this sphere, there are cultural influences in historical, geographical, and familial factors that affect assessment and intervention processes. A case in point. By 1900, most of the industrializing nations were on the same form of gold standard, with paper notes and silver coins constituting the circulating medium. Private banks and governments across the world followed Grecian's law, keeping the gold and silver they receive but paying out in notes. This did not happen all around the world at the same time, but occurred sporadically, generally in times of war or financial crisis, beginning in the early 20th century and continuing across the world until the late 20th century when the regime of floating fiat currencies came into force. One of the last countries to break away from the gold standard was the United States in 1971. An action is known as the Nixon shock. No country has an enforceable gold standard 
or Silver Standard Currency System, a banknote more commonly known as a bill in the United States and Canada, is a type of currency and is commonly used as legal tender in many jurisdictions. Together with coins, banknotes make up the cash from all money. Banknotes are mostly paper, but Australia's Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization developed a polymer currency in the 1980s. It went into circulation on the nation's bicentenary in 1988. Polymer bank notes had already been introduced in the Isle of Man in 1983. As of 2016, polymer currency is used in over 20 countries, over 40 if counting commemorative issues, and dramatically increases the lifespan of bank notes and reduces counterfeiting. Symbols are the basic of culture. A symbol is an object, word, or action that stands for something else with no natural relationship that is culturally defined. Everything one does throughout their life is based and organized through cultural symbolism. Symbolism is when something represents abstract ideas or concepts. In general, the three-letter code uses the ISO 3166-1 country code for the first two letters and the first letter of the name of currency, D for dollar, for example, as the third letter. United States currency, for instance, is globally referred to as USD. Currencies such as the pound sterling have different codes, as to the first two letters denote not the exact country name, but an alternative name also used to describe the country. The pounds code is GBP, where GB denotes Great Britain instead of the United Kingdom. The former currencies include the marks that were in circulation in Germany and Finland. The International Monetary Fund uses a different system when referring to national currencies. Distinct from centrally controlled government-issued currencies, private decentralized trustless networks support alternative currencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Monroe, Peercoin, or Dogecoin, which are classified as cryptocurrency since the transfer of value is assured through cryptographic signatures validated by all users. They are also branded currencies, for example, obligation-based stores of value such as quasi-regulated bartered card, loyalty points, credit cards, airlines, or game credits, MMO games, that are based on reputation of commercial products or highly regulated asset-backed alternative currencies such as mobile money schemes like MPESA called e-money issuance. Although culture is a set of patterns of human activity within a community or social group, yet it has the symbolic structures that give significance to such activity. Customs laws, dress, architectural style, social standards, 
religious beliefs and traditions are all examples of cultural elements. Given this reason, it is reasonable therefore to accept the fact that the currency may be internet-based and digital. For instance, Bitcoin is not tied to any specific country or the IMF's SDR that is based on a basket of currencies and assets held. In cases where a country has control of its own currency, that control is exercised either by a central bank or by a ministry of finance. The institution that has control of monetary policy is referred to as the monetary authority. Monetary authorities have varying degrees of autonomy from the governments that create them. A monetary authority is created and supported by its sponsoring government. So independence can be reduced by the legislative or executive authority that creates it. In general terms, a currency is money in any form used as a medium of exchange, especially in coins and banknote forms. Money can be defined as any legal tender issued by the government and accepted as a payment for goods or services offered taxes and debit repayment. Thus, a currency is a monetary unit used by the buyer to obtain goods or services from a seller. Most countries have their currencies. Thus, a country may not use its currency in another country unless it is converted to the local currency at an exchange rate. However, two or more countries can use one currency. For instance, 19 EU member states use a common currency known as the euro. All cultures are more or less the same. Yes, culture and socialization do matter for human behavior to a certain extent. In fact, despite all of the surface and minor differences, evolutionary psychologists have shown that all human cultures are essentially the same. For instance, several countries can use the same name for their own separate currencies. For example, a dollar in Australia, Canada, and the United States. By contrast, several countries can also use the same currency. For example, the euro or the CFA franc. Or one country can declare the currency of another country to be legal tender. Within the precincts of culture, there is cultural conflict, which is a dislike, hostility, or struggle between communities who have different philosophies and ways of living, resulting in contradictory aspirations and behaviors. Furthermore, stereotypes, prejudice, and culture shock are important factors which may lead to conflict. Hatula 2004 Local currencies can also come into being when there is economic turmoil involving the national currency. An example of this is in the Argentina economic crisis of 2002, in which IOUs issued by local governments quickly took on some of the characteristics of local currencies. One of the best examples of a local currency is the original Let's 
currency, founded on Vancouver Island in the early 1980s. In 1982, the Canadian Central Bank's lending rates ran up to 14%, which drove chartered bank lending rates as high as 19%. The more that I navigated this topic, it appears that it is highly plausible that the Mesopotamia currency and the digital currency have something in common. For instance, according to economics.yield.edu, the economy is driven by the innate drive of humans to act as a homo economicus to strive for maximization of profit and in which prices of goods are set by the law of supply and demand is taken for granted in the modern Western world. And it is often believed that this is the only natural way in which a society can function. What is very profound though about this topic, currency, is that when all things are considered, the fact that global citizens have long used currency as a means of exchange, a method of payment, a standard of value, a store of wealth and a unit of account, it created an ethos, a sphere, and these elements can be characterized as the behaviors, beliefs, values, and symbols that people accept, generally without thinking about them, and that are passed along by communication and imitation from one generation to the next for global citizens to interact. Consequently, legitimizing whether there's currency in culture. Now that I have contextualized and researched whether currency is in culture or not, evidently there is a symbiotic relationship existing between currency and its culture and society. To put it briefly, according to Tim Winner, COO, I quote, culture contributes to the overall success of a business, end quote. Therefore, there's currency in culture. Likewise, currency is culture. Moreover, there's currency, a system of money in general use in a particular country by global citizens who have long used currency as a means of exchange, a method of payment, a standard of value, a store of wealth, and a unit of account having been described by anthropologists. Throughout this discourse, I have created an intellectual appetite as my learning curve, which was steep during my interaction through research from the various theories. Hence, at the same time, expanding my repertoire of techniques and knowledge. Finally, I am convinced that there is currency in culture, volume 1, ISBN 978-976-967681-7, especially within the precincts of over 3,814 distinct cultures. And secondly, global citizens of every culture interact with each other and other currency as a means of exchange a method of payment, a standard of value, a store of wealth, and a unit of account, which becomes habits, customs, and beliefs. This constitutes a way of life. Is there currency in culture? Volume 1, ISBN 978-976-967-681-7.
978-976-9676817 was captured and framed in 22 chapters in publication 237 and verbalized in podcast 126.